It is Yud Dalad Tammuz, Tavshin Pei Beis, the 14th of Tammuz, 5782, here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. We're here at Inyana Diomi, this week's Parsha in Chutzlar, it's Parsha's Balak, and today's Dav is going to be Ksuvas Dav Zion, that is, seven in Ksuvas. And the connection that we will be looking at between our Parsha HaShavua and Dav Yomi is actually a twofold connection, the first aspect of which can be found in the common theme of Moav, Moav Obviously, it makes a central appearance in our Parsha, and it makes two appearances on our daf, which we will take a look at soon. And the other connection that we're going to be focusing on is actually a connection and contrast between the marital relationships, or the corrupted version, I should say, of the marital relationships that we find in Parsha's Balak, and then on the other hand, by contrast, the absolutely pristine and kadosh relationship that we find, the concept of the marital relationship as it is reflected in the beautiful Birchas Erison, the bracha that is recited under the chuppah at every single chasna that we will take a look at as well. Beginning with the connection that we find in Moab, so we know that Moab is basically the next target, the next stop on the map of Klal Yisrael as they are traveling through the Midbar and getting ready to go into Eretz Yisrael. At the end of Parshat Sukkot, they find themselves at the border of Moab, and Balak is obviously afraid, and Balak is the Melech Moab, but Esai is the king of Moab at that time. And we know that Balak tries to come up with a scheme to have the Bnei Israel destroyed. He hires out Bilam. Plan A doesn't work, but Plan B, as we're, um, as we're going to see in the Parsha, um, it involves the women from Moab who engage in these relations with, uh, with the Bnei Israel, and it's a relationship that's described in the Torah as Znus, and this leads to the worship of Baal Pa'or, the Avodah Zarah, which of course leads to the Bnei Israel being wiped out in a plague, of not the entire nation obviously, but a big portion of them. And this is what we find in our Parsha, and when you turn over to our Daf, we, uh, we find in a discussion about Birchas Chasanim, which is um, the Gemara's term for the Sheva Brachos. So the Sheva Brachos, the beginning of that discussion, um, um, it's actually, it works out really nicely. It begins on 7 in Ksuvas, Daf 7. Um, it, it begins on that Daf, and then it goes into Daf Ches. But we have a discussion about the Birchas Chasanim, the Sheva Brachos, and the Gemara is looking for a source for the fact that Birchas Chasanim has to be recited um, and can only be recited um, in front of ten people. And the first source that the Gemara cites is actually in Boaz's marriage to the Moavi princess, Rus. So we know that Rus is from Moab, um, and we know that Moab is originally from Lo and his daughter and the incestuous relationship that they had. The name Moab comes from Me'av, which means from the father, and even though the relationship was committed, um, L'shem Shemayim, the lack of Tznias um, that we find in the name Moab is um, is considered to be negative, but the Gemara says Gufa Amar of Nachman Amar Li Hunabar Nasan Tana Minayla Birchas Chasanim Basar. How do you know that Birchas Chasanim, the Sheva Brachos, is recited in front of ten people? Shnei Mar as the pasuk says Vayikachasar Anashim Zikne Ir Vayomer Shavupo. This is exactly what Boaz says. Boaz um, 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 takes ten people from the elders and tells them to sit there so that they can engage in the Birchas Chasanim. Boaz's marriage to Rus. The Gemara already um, cites a different source, and the Gemara goes back and forth. And, uh, and to this point, Rabbi Avohu, who has a completely different Pasuk from Tehillim, to 
suggest that Virchas um, Chasana meets ten people. The Gemara asks, "What does Rabbi Avohu do with the uh, with the pasuk of Rav Nachman?" Rabbi Avohu, "Hi, Krod Rav Nachman, my Darshbe." What does he do with the pasuk of Rav Nachman, which was the pasuk from Rus, which talks about the marriage between Boaz and Rus? So Hahumi Midrash. So explains the Gemara. Rabbi Avohu needed that pasuk to teach something else. A famous Rasha that we learned back in Yevamos, Amoni Velo Amonis, and Amoni. Um, it says the Pasuk in Devarim. So Ammoni can't marry into the Bnei Israel, but an Ammonis, a female from Ammon, right, so she can. Right? Ammon was the other child of Lot. And similarly, Moavi, Velo Moavis. So a, a man from Moav, he can't marry into the congregation of the Bnei Israel, but a Moavis, a Moab, so a, Mo, a woman from Moav, like, such as Rus, she can marry in. And it's interesting to note that in our parsha, it's Moavi women and Midyani women that engage in the relationships with the Bnei Israel. But notice how they did it in a form of znus. It could have been done in a way of kedusha, as we're going to see, but it was done unfortunately in a negative way. But the fact that the Moavi women were able to marry in, um, and we know that so um, Ammon and Moav, these nations cannot marry in. Because, as the Torah states um, in, in Sefer Devarim, uh, that they did not greet Klal Yisrael with, um, with, uh, with, with food and water when they needed it. So even though Moab, as um, you might recall from Parsha Panorama last year, we discussed this in Parsha's Pinchas, um, Hashem does not um, command the Bnei Israel to do war with Moab. He commands them to do war with Midian. Moab gets spared. Several reasons are suggested in the Midrashim from the fact that one, that maybe Rus needed to be spared, or maybe that uh, they had schusim going back to Lot's time. But the point is that Moavi women could marry and Moavi men could not. But, um, but, but on that, we see first connection we have the, 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 the aspect of Moab, which appears these couple of times in our daf. And then when the Gemara continues to discuss the Birchas Chasanim, it digresses to discuss Birchas Eresin. So it goes from Sheva Brachos to the Bracha that we make on Kedushin. So says the Gemara over here, Tanya, Idach, another Brisa, Mivarachim Birchas Chasanim, Mivais Chasanim, we make the Bracha of, of, of Sheva Brachos, the Brachos of Sheva Brachos are recited at any house of the Chasanim, Ubirchas Eresin, Mivais Eresin, and the Bracha of Eresin is done in the place when they are actually having Kedushin. So Birchas Ha'Eresin, my Mivarach, and then the Gemara asks, what in fact is the Bracha of Birchas and the Gemara explains as follows: Rava bar Avada, the Rava bar Avada Tarvayu. They both explain Mishmei the Rabbi Yehuda, the name of Rabbi Yehuda Amri. They say like this: I'll do it with a little bit of nusach, even though it's not about to be the workshop. And there might be a little bit of a variance between the way the bracha is recited nowadays and the bracha as we find it on the daf, but it's mostly the same. Baruch atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech Olam Asher Gidashan of a Mitzvosav V'tzivanu al Harayos V'asar lanu es Harusos V'hirtilanu es Hanesuos Al Yidei Chupa V'Kidushin and then the Gemara recites, Rav Achabrei, the Rav Messiah, Ba Mishmei, the Rav Yehuda. And so he said um, that they even had a follow-up bracha to close the seal to the bracha. Baruch Atah Hashem, Mechadesh Yisrael, Ayodechu Pavikidushin. So what exactly does this bracha mean? And it's actually a very fascinating bracha, which on some level seems to be very technical, but the idea um, in the translation is like this. Blessed are you Hashem, uh, our God, King of the Universe, 
who has sanctified us with his mitzvos, so far so good. Vitzivanu al ha'arayos, he commanded us regarding the illicit relationships. V'asrolanu es arusos, which means that he prohibited to us arusos. What does it mean that he prohibited arusos? Women, uh, meaning, because like, you, you can't just marry any arusa, right? Some, someone that has erison, someone that has kedushin, someone betrothes um, another woman. Of course you can't marry them, they're a married woman. But what we're saying here, actually, Rashi tells us, midrabanon, that even your own arusa, you betroth someone, now they were usher to you before as a single woman who was not married to you, that's also usher, right? That's called znus, which we find in our parsha. But is a that even your own wife that you betrothed, you still cannot have relations with her until you do chuppah, until you have nisuin. So v'asarlanu esarusos midrabanon, you um, you prohibited us to engage in relations with arusos v'hitirlanu eshanisuos, but you did allow us to engage in relations with nisuos. And what does that mean? Nisuos, not a, uh, not someone else's nisua, right? That's someone else's wife. But our own Rashi says, Rashi says, our own nisuos you permitted to us. How so? Al yidei chupa v'kedushin through the mechanisms of chupa. And Kiddushin. A question that we'll have to address is the order. Chuppah and Kiddushin. I thought the order was Kiddushin and Chuppah. Right? You do Erisin, then you do Nisuin. So why do we say Alidei Chuppah V'Kiddushin? Right? You probably never think about this because we know the bracha from uh, from the, all the weddings that we've gone to. But why do we say that? And then, of course, we finish off Baruch Atah Hashem, Mikadesh Yisrael, or Mikadesh Esamo Yisrael, Alidei Chuppah V'Kiddushin. That we, the Hashem sanctified us, Yisrael, through Chuppah and Kiddushin. Again, the order is Chuppah and Kiddushin. We have to address that. But what's beautiful here is that we were sanctified. Hashem made us kadosh through the mechanisms of chuppah and kiddushin. Right? This bracha talks specifically about what set us apart from the world, from the other nations, that we um, we have illicit relationships that we don't engage in. And even our own arusos, we're not permitted to, uh, to engage with them until we follow everything of kedas ukedin, right? With kedas Moshe Yisrael, everything is done in accordance with halacha. Is bracha, which specifies the kedusha of the relationship between a man and a woman of Klal Yisrael. This, it's unparalleled. There's a reason for it, and um, it's something that um, the, the marital relationship is something that has to be absolutely protected. It's something that has got, has come under attack nowadays, and it's creeping its way into Jewish circles as well. But the point is, this is the Torah. This is Chazal outlining for us through the beautiful bracha of 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 Kiddushin, how the relationship is supposed to be manifest between a man and a woman. And this brings us back to our Parsha, where when Bilam says to Balak, Lecha Yatzcha, let's go, um, let's go um, engage in a certain council, meaning I have counsel for you, and says Rashi in the name of the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Malach Alaso Samahia, Eitzah, what was the Eitzah? So says Bilam, Elohehim Shalelu Sone Zimahu. The God of these people hates Zima. Zima is a reference to, the, to a scheme or a scheme in marital relations in this case, and um, and uh, the Gemara um, um, Darshans that what did Bilam do? Tedas Bilam he see eats a zula hachshilim bezima shaharei neamar as the pasuk in Parshas Mata says hein heina hayu livnei Yisrael b'dvar Bilam it was by the word of Bilam that the women of Moab and Midian they came to seduce the bnei Yisrael to to um, uh, to entice them to serve avodah zara. And of course, the Pasuk tells us in our parsha, 
They could have married the Benos Moav um, at a later point in history, and yet they chose to engage in Znos with the Benos Moav, and of course Znos can never lead to anything good. Any relationship that is involved um, with just getting marital, or the, the pleasure of marital relations, just, but without the marital relationship, without marriage, the Kedusha that goes with it, then of course that is a Zima, that is something that Hashem absolutely hates. So now, um, we just return to our question. And this question is going to get us to the true appreciation of the Kedusha, of the relationship that we have with our own spouses um, and with, with Hashem for that matter, how it's reflected in that relationship. But the question, once again, is how come in our bracha, our beautiful bracha of Birchas Eresen, so how come we say, we should really say So this is a question that bothered a lot of the Mepharshim. And so I'll just uh, list some of the answers that are presented in the Mepharshim. So the Ritva um, uh, suggests that really what it means is when we say chuppah v'kidushin, what it really means is chuppah sh'ali de'kidushin. That, yeah, it's, an, it's another, it's a fancier way of saying, um, or I should say it's a less fancy way of saying that, yeah, it's chuppah, uh, but chuppah happens and it's affected through kidushin first. Now, it doesn't really seem to be there in the words. The Shita Mikubetzas in this vein cites the Ritva, which, um, and suggests um, a, an answer that he doesn't seem to be so compelled by, but that maybe it originally was Chupa Bikidushin, not Chupa Vikidushin. It wasn't Chupa and Kidushin, but Chupa Bikidushin, meaning that we were sanctified and, and Nesuos were permitted to us through Chupa that's done in the context of Kiddushin. Meaning anyone could have a canopy, anyone could have a marital canopy. Chuppah can refer to a lot of different things. Chuppah can refer to Yichud, Chuppah can refer to taking the wife home and having relations with her. But we did it specifically through uh, a Chuppah in the, in the format of Kedushin. So the Shita Mekwetzis doesn't actually like this read, but he suggests other answers, um, that perhaps maybe because the Kedushin, by the time we say the bracha of Birchas Erson, the Kedushin was already performed. So since Kedushin was already performed, so now we're emphasizing Chuppah. He also suggests that since the Chuppah is the Iker, um, that maybe that's why um, we mention Chuppah first. Um, he also quotes a suggestion um, in the name of uh, Rabbeinu Yonah that the chuppah is the gemar, the chuppah is the conclusion. So we're, we want to emphasize that right now. And the Chachmet Sarfa suggests, also quoted in the Shittim Mikubetzis, that maybe the idea is that since it's recited at the chuppah, so we want to put chuppah first to highlight the chuppah. Now, um, the, uh, another couple of answers that we find, the Chassam Sofer actually explains with a halachic reason. Why do we mention chuppah before Kedushin? Because the truth is, even though the the typical order is Arison and then Kedushin, sorry, Arison, which is Kedushin, and then Chuppah. So um, you might think that you can't do it in the reverse order, but really we know from Halacha that you actually can do Chuppah before Kedushin. In fact, the way we do it, uh, we have a bunch of different explanations of what is Nesuin. One example is the Badekin. Uh, that, that's one way to, uh, to, to do Nesuin. We're Machmir to do all the different opinions. So, for example, we enter the woman into Chuppah. We also do Yichud. We do all these different things. Notice how we do Badekin and we even do the Chuppah, right? The girl... And the and the and the, the 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 bride and the groom they go into the chuppah before kedushin was even performed. So the chassam sofer says the bracha indicates and just also shows that chuppah can be performed technically first, 
even though um, the chuppah will only take effect after the kiddushin is performed. But really, it could be done in that order. But just to conclude, we have another answer by Rav Moshe Salvechik who explains there's a historical reason for the bracha being recited in such a way that chuppah happens, that chuppah is mentioned first and then kiddushin. And it's based on the Rambam, where the Rambam gives a historical background to marriage. He says, originally, you would just take a woman from the shuk and you would bring her to your home. Essentially, you would do chuppah. And the way that, this is how everybody would get married. They would just take a woman, and, they, and they, they would take the woman home with them, and that's it. And they would just have the relations. That would be chuppah. However, then came the institution of Ma'alpidh Rabbanon, of Kiddushin, the way of having a sanctified marriage, that we don't just go into chuppah, that we don't just go into a relationship, but we do it through Kiddushin. So it's al yidei chuppah, like everyone else has. Yes, everyone else in the world might have their own chuppah, but al yidei chuppah the Kiddushin. And it, it was saying it in that order is to suggest that, yeah, everyone else has chuppah, but do they all have Kiddushin? Emphasizing, last but not least, but in fact, in a certain sense, putting the cap on the marriage, which makes our marriage worth it, it makes our marriage reflective of a special relationship that we have with Hashem. The Birchas Erisin mentions chuppah, but then concludes with Kiddushin to perhaps suggest that, yeah, Kiddushin, it came later, and Kiddushin is what set us apart. V'tzivanu al-arayos, basarlanu asarusos, v'hitirlanu asanusos, aydei chuppah v'kiddushin. What a beautiful bracha that we have at our chuppah, and what a contrast between the Moavi um, znus that we found in our parsha, and what could be. We have, on the one hand, Moav and znus, and on the other hand, we have Nisuos and Kedushin and Chuppah. And we see at the very end, in the marriage between Boaz and Rus, what it could have been with a woman from Moab, and what could come from that, the Malchus Beis David. We should be zochet to see that once again, the Malchus Beis David, the rise with the coming of Mashiach Meher Menu. But in the meantime, we could, uh, we could at least celebrate every single marriage um, as a manifestation of the Kedusha that Klal Yisrael has, and we should hang on to and embrace that Kedusha. And with that said, that's all the time we have left for now, but you can stay tuned and stay attuned to the incredible Inyana Diomi. Thank you for joining us here at the database.